Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin in audio form, and we are here to talk about Big E winning the WWE Championship, as well as some stuff from last night's AEW Dynamite, and some thoughts on NXT 2.0. If you want your voice heard, you want your answers, your questions answered, I should say, um, all that mm -hmm. good stuff, your, your, your answers your questioned. Your answers questioned. <laughs> um, that's actually pretty funny. That's actually hilarious. I will, I will, uh, if you want your answers questioned as well, if you have like a really, uh, spicy take on some pro yeah, wrestling, hot takes. I'll, uh, I can give you my thoughts on those hot takes. Um, we'll react to your unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, super chats and donations. That's the way to do that. If you want your, uh, your question, your comment, all that stuff up on the screen, uh, super chats through YouTube, as well as the donation link, which is in the description below. Um, I know we have some super chats to get to that we'll get to here in just a second that were already sent in. And uh, that could be anything related. It could be related to any wrestling, any uh, football, fighting, boxing, whatever. Anything you want to send, we'll do our best to answer it. And at the very least, you'll see it up on the screen. It'll be on the audio version of the Fight Talk podcast, which will uh, come out tomorrow, always the day after, um, up on the audio form. So those people will still hear your questions as well, the listeners there. So... Um, so once again, Super Chats donations are very, very much appreciated, and it's the best way to get involved in the show and guarantee that we get to whatever you want us to talk about. Um, before we get into all that, though, Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, just hanging out with the baby. It's a rainy day. The other one's at school, so we're just hanging out, having a little good old time. How are you doing? Nice. Same, same, same uh, with the with the weather. Uh, as we were talking yep. earlier, we uh, you know it's it's raining a little bit here. Just talked to my dad. We we normally do our uh, our golf balls on when, on uh, Thursdays, and uh, today we're gonna do it anyway. Like it's not raining too bad. Oh, nice. There's a little bit of a there's a covered area that we're hoping is not full. If there's if we got a covered area, we'll go out there and hit balls today. So. Uh, so yeah, it's always uh, it's always I, I like Thursdays for that reason. Me and my dad get together. I usually don't get that hungry until later in the day. So, like, he'll bring me, like, a lunch or something to, like, heat up for oh, later. He's so thoughtful. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, He really is. As much he's as me and him. Dad. Yeah, me and him butt heads on a lot of stuff. But it's, like, I mean, I you know what I mean? Like, he's the he's best. He's your dad. Yeah. Um, he's your dad. So, and the stuff that we, and the, to be fair, the stuff that we bump heads about is, like, stuff that just him wanting better for me. That's always exactly. what it is. Exactly. Typical dad stuff. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that kind of the, the normal Thursday routine, hitting golf balls uh, at around 1 p.m. And then around 8 p.m. tonight, I'll be live on Fightful's Twitch. It'll be me and Joel Pearl. And because they've stopped doing the Impact watch-alongs, because Impact has moved over to YouTube and we can't do the Twitch thing anymore, we are going to be doing uh, more of these classic wcw pay-per-views so cool. we're gonna do that again tonight don't know what show we're gonna watch yet but uh feel free to join us in the chat anyone who's in here and of course jesse if you're free we're gonna be just hanging out and watching uh cool. yeah we'll probably pick uh, just a old wcw pay-per-view and we watch about two hours worth of it so we fast forward well, through text the... me text me and i'll i'll hop in hell yeah okay cool yeah i'll, I'll say i'll shoot you a text right around like 7 45 or so to give you a heads up okay um, cool yeah Cool. So, uh, so yeah, that's good. Good little Thursday, and then uh, on uh, yesterday, I did my DMBs thing. So, you know, been uh, yeah. Did the I? Master. 
Well, did I tell you? I can't remember if I told you yet that I have a, a buyer for like everything now. Yes, you told me that. Yeah. So that's been really clutch uh, locally. That is amazing. That's so legendary. Yeah. So we we went out. We wound up winning some more. Um, we got another signed helmet yesterday that we're gonna sell. Um, some other stuff. I finally, oh man, I finally found some more AEW out in the wild yesterday. Ooh. Real, I'm gonna show this off real quick just because I'm so. So happy I found this out there. Got this uh, for you collectors out there. The first LJN style AEW figure. Oh yeah, you know, um, Eric Stevens. He's seen some of those out in the wild too around here. I've been like meaning to go out and look. Yeah, this is, they're finally starting. I mean, depending on where you live, it's some places are like kind of hot spots for them. Like where I live. I, I just I've been getting screwed everywhere I go for for the last like year well almost year now probably all I find at most of my local targets and WalMarts when it comes to AEW WWE they're always stacked but AEW like it's always just Riho she's just always there like that's like the one that just like isn't getting bought like I mean I have it but like you know what I'm saying so it's yeah like, people don't really know who she is right one well, and just in general and this isn't to be sexist this is just the truth when it comes to wrestling figures the women figures generally wind up being what they call the peg warmers because they just wind yeah. up in the, the like, they just don't get sold it but it's the same it's the same kind of thing where like with like barbie dolls i'm sure like the Ken doll gets sold yeah. less than the barbie i mean it's just a different it's a, a lot of little boys are playing with wrestling dolls you know right of course exactly. of course there are some girls as well i'm not like excluding girls obviously but it's just it just is how it it's is it's not the target demo exactly because it's like guy like boys usually they have like their gi joes and their power rangers and ninja turtles and then they'll have like their wrestlers and usually it's going to be the wrestlers that they similar to you know i'm sure when girls see barbies they're like oh i want to be like this barbie and like they it, it's yeah. like you know so it may it totally makes sense but that being said i do expect um i found a Britt baker in the wild so i've got her um i i do expect some of these to sell pretty well though because like i think like the chris statlander is gonna look really cool because like her cover paint and stuff yeah. i think that'll attract more kids to want to buy her um and stuff like that the, the point is it's usually just reho that i see so it's been really nice to see like newer aw figures actually out there in the wild but in some areas like possibly where you're at you might just be lucky too where you have an area that's like getting distribution because yeah. um yeah like it's just been rough here in atlanta uh for these things but i'm finally seeing some out there so i'm really happy about it yay yeah so uh, my rule of thumb, just for anyone listening, I buy all the people that I absolutely have to have that haven't had a figure yet. Like, I, I pre-order those. So, like, for instance, when uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta come out uh, in, like, a, in, like, a month or two, I'll have those pre-ordered already because they don't have AEW figures yet. But when it comes to guys like Cody and stuff, if – because he's already had quite a few. If I see them yeah. out in the wild, I'll buy them, but I won't pre-order them. So like oh, that, that's a good rule so, of thumb, and that's the, and that way it keeps me in the hunt too. Like so, I can go out and figure hunt, and like I don't already have all the figures out in Target. You know what I mean? Like it gives me yeah. something to like do for fun. So, um, so yeah, I was really happy to come across this Cody. I held off on it because I already have a bunch of Codys, and I never really got into the LJN figures. But because this was on the shelves, I was like, I am definitely leaving with this guy today. So happy about that, and. uh 
And yeah, so I guess we can get into the conversation. Let me pull up these super chats real quick. Yes, thank you, Deshaun and Corey, for these super chats already. We appreciate you. Yes, we appreciate you all very much. Corey sent one yesterday. Um, thank you very much, as always, Corey. I, I talked to him in the DMs a little bit earlier today. Hope you're having a good oh, one. Wonderful. Uh, nice. He says, so much going on. Here's to the success of the show, Stephen and Jesse. What about that Suzuki incident? LOL. Love you, Jesse. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Jesse? About, oh, like, man. all Suzuki stuff? Well, I just, I love that Twitter went with it. That's, that's like, the, one of the good things about Twitter. Yeah. Is stuff like the Suzuki incident can happen, and they can make it trending and make it a thing, and make it so prevalent that it gets mentioned on Dynamite. Yeah. And that's one thing I love about AEW is they'll mention it and they'll be serious about it, but they won't be serious about it at the same time. Like it's about as serious as you can make the incident. And, but they mention it and they like acknowledge it and make it seem Corey. Whoa. I just saw that come through too. Wow. Oh my go, God. go ahead and finish the thought, Jesse. Okay. And then we'll definitely uh, make sure to thank Corey for that. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. So I just, I love that they were able to mention it because, like, I feel like WWE, they, like, would shun it and not make it a thing. But it's, like, AW is so organic and it makes it happen. And I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was really funny. And, I mean, obviously, it's an outrage that they cut the song off right at that. <laughs> so The sad thing is, like, the crowd didn't even really do it that loud last night. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even do it that loud. I guess they thought they were going to get cut. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so elephant in the room. I, I, well, we're going to get to this Sean Super Chat here in just a second. Oh, actually, I'm going to do it right now. I don't want to leave you out. But Corey just sent us a $100 Super Chat. We're going to definitely address that. Thank you very much, Corey. Like, Thank that's... you so much, Corey. I'm speechless. I, You did not have to do that, Corey. It's really, really, really appreciated. Like, I'm going to cry. But um... Like, you have no idea how much that helps me and Jesse. Like, you have yeah. no idea how much, like, that yeah, that's that pays huge. for my medication this month. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and for me, that's like, that's like food for like, because me and Jesse split all the all of our money here. So that I mean, that's like I can buy like two weeks worth of food off of that. I mean, like, yeah, that's, like that's. So, um, Deshaun for the super chat, as always. Thank you, Deshaun. Thank Deshaun, you so much, Deshaun. You rule. Very loyal uh, watcher as well. Always in here on these chats. Deshaun says, "Hey, Stephen. Hey, Jesse." Uh, so proud of E, of Big E. Uh, by the way, Jesse, sorry your Browns lost to my Chiefs. Love you, but we needed the win. Oh, we're all, like, her Browns lost, her Buckeyes lost, my Vikings lost. It's all been losers Oh, lately. it's been, I know I was texting you during that game. I know. Well, I mean, it looks good for the Vikings for a minute. Yeah. Uh, but no, I appreciate it. I, I, I don't hit you up during the game because I know you're, like, very, I know you're very into it, too, and I don't want to, like, ever come off like I'm rubbing it in if I like hit you up while like your team's getting smoked so only um, Ohio State would I be like that I'm a, I'm a mess during Ohio State games Browns games I'm used to it right but Buckeye games it, it's not very often that we lose I'm very lucky that way and it, it oh man our defense sucks <laughs> oh my god our defense is ass this year holy shit and you know what I don't feel as bad talking shit about the players now because they're all getting paid well not all of them but a lot of them are getting paid but um, holy shit, our defense, what are they doing? I mean, it just it was awful. So, yeah, I mean, thank you so much, Deshaun. The Browns, yeah, the Browns are going to Browns. Chiefs looked good, uh, but the Browns looked good, too. I think the Browns looked really good. So, I'm excited for this year. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 
And yeah, it is great. Just really quickly, I will say, I, I think it's great. I mean, I've been a big advocate for the last, really since I was in college myself, because of being a sport management major, I had to do a lot of like papers and stuff on, on, you know, just sports in general. And I remember I focused a lot the last two years that I was in school, like on the, the concept of college athletes making money. And I, I'm a big advocate for college athletes being able to get paid. Like, I think it's, it, I think it was yeah. criminal what was happening to them before this. So um, I'm, I'm very, very happy. I'm glad you brought that up too. A lot of them are getting paid. There's guys like Gable, Gable Stevenson now who can sign deals with the WWE before they even graduate out of college and yes. stuff. Like this is, this That's is great. great. This is great. Cause we were living in a time for people who don't know, there were, there were people in college, like college athletes that would get, they would get like uh, suspended and stuff and become ineligible for selling like um, mixtape CDs and you stuff. You want to talk about that? Because Ohio State had an entire season vacated and our coach had to resign because our players were trading their jerseys and stuff to get tattoos. Which we way- literally got a season vacated because of that. Yeah, and, and it's and it's so messed up because like it's there. <laughs> The way I see it is this. If you win something, doesn't matter where it came from. If you win something and it's yours, you can do whatever you want with it. Like, if you have a trophy or a ring or a jersey or whatever and you want to sell it or trade it, that's yours. Like, that isn't up to the NCAA to decide what you do with your own property. Like, yeah. So, anyways, that said, I'm going to go ahead and address it right now. Corey Hummel, obviously one of, if not the biggest supporter of the show. I mean, this... A hundred dollar super chat. Thank you so much. It says, "This is meant as I don't know uh, what that word means. As dumb as I'm going to sound. O O B E I S A N C E. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, That's a big I, word. Uh, I'm going to look this word up right now, actually, uh, because Corey, you are far smarter than me. As a, a differential respect." A gesture of respect. Uh, oh, oh, like Obesions? a bower. Curti- Obesions. Oh, like, That's okay. Okay. I, I know that word. I've just never seen it written before. So I didn't know. <laughs> I know I know what obesions is. Okay. I, I was, okay. There we go. So. so <laughs> we yes. both like, uh. This is this, the, the biggest super chat we've ever gotten on this channel, and I can't read it. Um, <laughs> uh, it says, I'm not big money, Matt. But happy I could do this. Shoot me a text sometime, Jesse. So many good things show all. Uh, so many good things show and sending you all lots Going of love in Nirvana. Lots. You missed a whole line. Oh my! My computer <laughs> cut it all. I have my, I have the window uh, minimized. Oh. Here we go. So many good things going on in wrestling. That makes a lot more sense. That's hilarious. Once again, biggest super chat we've ever gotten. I can't read the damn thing. Uh, so many things. So many good things going on in wrestling. Love this show and seeing you all. Lots of love in Nirvana. Love you, Jesse and Steven. Corey. We love you too, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I agree with everything you said, by the way. We have a ton of great things going on in wrestling. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you know, just stay in sure. touch. Stay in touch, man. It's it's never a burden whenever, <clears throat> like I told you earlier yeah. today, it's never a burden when, you know, when you're, you know, asking questions or, talking about wrestling or whatever on Twitter. Like, I, I always appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so. never, ever, ever burn. Don't ever feel like that. But man, anything else to add on that Super? There's not really a whole lot to talk about the Super Chat other than, like, thank you. I mean, there's, a, you know, I, I agree. There's a lot of great things going on in wrestling right now. 
Yeah, there is. And I think, and I'll tell you, one of the things that just keeps making me do a double take is every time on Twitter when Adam Cole promotes AEW, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, he's going to get in trouble from NXT for doing that. Then I'm like, oh, shit, wait. No, Adam Cole is in AEW. It just fucking blows my mind. I don't know why. Yeah. More than Brian Danielson. I don't know why. It just, it, it was like such, he was in the main event pitcher for so long in NXT and just flips a switch and now he's in AEW it's like whoa one is wild because the way that they presented it it's like he never left like he just picked right back up where he was four years ago with these guys which I think is awesome and now they have uh, now they're referring to themselves as the super click which I think is my assumption and you know this isn't me like fantasy booking or like the way that I quote unquote (laughs) fantasy book things just for people who hear this I don't get married to my ideas. Like, I'm not the kind of person who, like, gets an idea of, like, fantasy booking something and then gets all, like, butthurt and upset when, like, that exactly doesn't happen. But yeah, I wanted to throw this out there. I could see a scenario where Hangman Page beats Kenny Omega in the near future, possibly at the next pay-per-view. And then shortly after, either right after the match or, like, the next week on Dynamite or something... I could see Adam Cole and the Young Bucks turning on Omega. And whenever Kevin Steen comes in, they reform Mount Rushmore, and that's the super click. Oh, my God. Now I want it. Now it has to happen. Because Steen's coming in January. So like, Do you think so? Do you think so? Yeah. Really? I'm as confident as I was in Adam Cole coming. I'm not as confident as I was in Brian Danielson because I knew Danielson was coming for a while. But, like, I was still pretty confident Adam Cole was coming. I was still, like, 80% confident. I'd say I'm, like, 80% confident Steen's coming when his, when his deal's up. I think it's in Whoa. January. Um, and that's, once again, super click. I mean, his his Twitter and stuff is already alluding to it. Like, uh, No shit, really? Yeah, like, the Young Bucks. I have to look uh, right now. But I think the Young Bucks uh, location of, like, where they live or whatever, it said there for a while let me see it's still mm-hmm. now it says in your head rent free but i think it said there before and kevin steens currently says almost there oh yeah like they're already like they're already planting the seeds i think so we'll we'll see but once again like aw has the rights now to the term super click and why would you need super click if you already had the elite if they weren't gonna branch off to their own thing you know so true. Um, and then I think you that way you build Kenny Omega. Whenever Kenny comes back, he comes back as a baby face, as the best bout machine. And then maybe they run back like him and Okada, like in the U.S. or something at some point or something like that. But um, that's just my own kind of line of thinking. Don't know if the timeline will work that way, but like it just got my wheels spinning. Thinking like if Steen's coming and they've got the super click name and like because the Adam Cole Kenny Omega story. That, I don't know how long it's going to last, but, like, for sure where it's heading is, like, they're not going to coexist very long. Like, Adam Cole's going to find out what they did to him. And that's a, and, and that's yeah. why, and that's why it's really important right now. I rarely ever, like, say, like, that you need to watch Being the Elite. But right now, anyone watching AEW really should be watching Being the Elite also. Because, yes, they really should. Yeah. And it's funny. Or at too. least keeping up with it. Yeah. It's funny because the way that they're doing these skits with Adam Cole is hilarious because he's like, he's acting like it was, it's 
four years ago. So, like, it, like the first episode of Being the Elite where he comes back, he's backstage and he's, like, looking around. He's, like, he's like looking for Super Dragon because he thinks he's at PWG still. So, like, <laughs> so like he's looking for Super Dragon and, and all this stuff. And then this past week's episode, he's hanging out with Matt, Nick, and uh, Kenny, and they're talking. And he's, like... <laughs> He's like, he's like, talking about this or that. And he's like, wait a second. Like, we're not the Bullet Club anymore. Like, when did this happen? And they're like, yeah, we're the elite. And he's like, we can't do this anymore. And they're like, no, like, you can't do the two suites anymore. And then he's like, where's Cody? Like, what's Cody? And they're like, yeah, Cody's like, he's doing his own thing now. Like, Cody. And they, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a drink with Hangman Page. And they're like, no, no, you don't want to go meet up with Hangman right now. Like, oh, try, my you know. God. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't know what's happened to all these people and him over the last four years, like, in, like, the lore of of AEW and BTE. So um, I think he's going to eventually realize like, oh, wait a second, Kenny Omega conspired to murder me before. And he, and these, he, he doesn't fully understand like their heels. Like he thinks they're still like the good yeah. guy bullet club, but like doesn't get what they are anymore. So, <laughs> um, so anyways, that all being said, uh, we'll, we'll we'll circle back to AEW. Do you have any thoughts on that or Adam Cole and all this right now? And we'll talk Big E, and then we'll come back to more AEW talk probably towards the end. Uh, well, I did see that Throwback asked, um, "Do you think Omega versus Danielson is too early? It's a full gear main event. Well, it's not for the championship, right? So I feel like that. I mean, it, it, I think there is some criticism to say it's kind of strange for him to just walk in and demand a challenge from Kenny Omega. But at the same time, it's Brian Danielson. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it makes sense. But it, 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 I can see it both ways. It makes total sense. But at the same time, it, it can be seen as a criticism for him just walking in. But the fact that it's not for the title, I think, makes it a little bit more acceptable. I, th- uh, I think that's what makes it completely acceptable is that yeah. because because AEW isn't going against any of their own rules. It's a non-title match. If this was for the title, mm-hmm. now granted, like I'd prefer if it was for the title, like as a fan, but mm-hmm. this way, like AEW doesn't have to go back on the idea of their rankings and everything. Like they've stuck exactly. They've they've, they've really respected the way they've set up the, how to get title shots in AEW. So. And the thing is, if Danielson beats Kenny Omega non-title, I'm not saying he's going to, but if he did, he's clearly in the top five rankings, probably ranked number one. So the next time he wrestles, like that, that would be for the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, though, do you think Omega still has to lose to Hangman? Like Hangman's the one who has to win that title from him. At this point, I think so, unless. It's a personal choice from the hangman. For him, he wants to spend more time with his family. Um, if he wants to take more time off or he can't commit to being, you know, a working champion. Because let's face it, AEW's champions are working champions. Um, they don't just have a title and just putts around. You know what I mean? But um, I think you want that ultimate him or Jungle Boy, I feel like. But I feel like if you want, for AEW, long-term continuity and storytelling is such a main thing and they've always kind of campaigned patience and let it play out kind of storylines and they've paid them off every single time um and i feel like they're gonna pay us pay us off paid off with this one as well um when that'll be i don't know like i said it really depends on what 
Adam Page wants and his personal choices being a new dad. If, if he is a new dad yet, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I do think that, long story short, um, Hangman Page is the one to take the title off of Kenny Omega. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it has to be Omega still. Or sorry, Hangman still. But there, I could see a possible scenario where like something happens in this main event at Arthur Ashe where, like, you would want a definitive winner. Like, once again, as a fan, I want just, like, clear winners and losers, stuff that makes sense, pretty basic stuff. But if there's a way to make it to where Danielson either wins or loses by... so Like, if he loses, it's because the elite gets involved. Or if he wins, it's because, like, Kenny gets DQ'd or something. Because even if Danielson wins by DQ, just hypothetically speaking... That's still a win over Omega. That would still get him in the rankings, and then they could sure. they could rematch for the title at full gear. Um, but at the end of the day, like I still think Kenny needs to retain the title if him and Daniel. What what I think's happening, I think Danielson, whether he wins or loses against Omega, I think it's going to be Omega and Hangman at the next pay per view because that's what like still a month and a half, two months away, probably. Yeah, I think November. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you still have plenty of time to to get the Hangman thing back on track and have him win there. But if Danielson can beat, similar to Christian, if Danielson can beat Omega, it puts Danielson right in line to get a title shot again. But I, I don't like the idea of Kenny losing, though. Like, I, I really didn't like him losing to Christian for the Impact title, but the way that they did it was really well done with the chair spot and everything. Yeah. Um, The good thing, though, Jesse, is, like, all these are good scenarios. Like, no matter what they wind up doing, like, I like every wrestler I'm talking about, and all the matches we're talking about are going to be good. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm not complaining about one thing. It's just the fact of, like, how is it going to play out? But it's kind of cool that I don't really know for sure how it's going to play out. Like, I, it's predictable what it is. It's like, you know, Hangman should be the one to win the title, but you don't know for sure when or exactly how they're going to get there. Exactly. That's what's the beauty of AEW is, is it's predictable, but at the same time, unpredictable. It's unpredictable and it's predictableness. <laughs> yes. Which is like really the best way of doing it. Um Yeah keeps that element of surprise and and i like i said i trust their process i really do for sure well speaking of uh of trusting the process and all that stuff mm-hmm. let's uh let's uh, let's bring this up now so biggie is the wwe champion um I, i'm happy for the guy like i tuned in i saw twitter blowing up that he was cashing in i tuned in uh to watch it I'm very happy for him. Like he seems like a great dude. Um, he deserves it. I mean, he's been he's put in so much time and years when, in all the goofy stuff he's done as the New Day and all. You know what I mean? Just like all this stuff, like yeah. just years and years and years. But but got over and stayed over. And I'm very happy for him on a personal level. Um, but I am a bit scared because I think the WWE is going to continue to blame their low ratings on like him and i don't know how long it's gonna last as him as champion i have no idea but how do you feel about biggie winning the title like the actual moment and then kind of like how do you feel about him as the champion going forward do you see it as a long-term thing or do you see it as more of like they tried to pop a rating and then the rating was like the lowest it's been since july still so like what now well for one i'm so excited for Biggie. That was such a moment. It was like better than a WrestleMania moment, honestly. It was right up there. 
I love Big E. I love everything about Big E, like you said. The amount of years he's put in, the amount of work he's done, the way he's made all of his gimmicks work for him. His true personality has come out, and it's just wonderful. He's such a wonderful human being. It couldn't be, couldn't have happened to a better deserving person. And I'm just so happy, and it was such a great moment, and I'm so thankful. But, you know, just like his co-member of the New Day, Kofi, I, you know, I, I immediately think of Kofi because that's part of their stable. You know, it's part of the New Day. And I think about how he lost the championship. And then I'm thinking about how, huh, well, Bianca just lost her championship in kind of a, a silly way, too. You know, all these really cool baby-faced champions are getting beat in pretty silly ways and uh, I don't like it and it scares me and I don't trust WWE's process but at the same time I'm going to because it is Big E and because I think of the amazing reception that he got as champion I really hope that they see that and they go with him as champion for a while I see many different scenarios where they can make it work with Big E, and I think that he is actually a very good champion. I think that he's a fighting champion. Uh, I'm really excited to see where they go from here, and I just really hope that they let him be champion for a while. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see how it how it kind of unfolds for him. I was like you said. I, I mean, I echo all that, right? Like, I I like him. I'm glad that he's a champion, but I'm. As I am, once again, I'm not worried from the perspective of, like, I just don't really watch the show ever, so, like, it doesn't really affect me. But, like, for those of you who watch Raw every week and, like, you know, you've wanted it to get better and, you know, you, you've you been behind Biggie and, like, now they finally gave him this big win. For y'all's sake, I hope that they know what to do going forward with this. Um, because some things that scare me about it is, for one, that, that rating. I'm not blaming it on Biggie, but I think the company probably will. Um... For two, like, the... I know that Big E wants a match with Goldberg. He's been, like, really outspoken about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I could see them doing it, but you also have to keep in mind, like, that Lashley-Goldberg match was, like, so undecisive because of, like, the fake injury and all that stuff with Goldberg. Where, like... Or I say fake injury. Like, it was an injury in story, but, like, he obviously wasn't, like, hurt in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like WWE's gonna go back to that match because, like, Goldberg didn't, like really lose like you know like so right so i i think they're gonna run lashley and goldberg again now granted it doesn't necessarily have to be for the title but i don't know how they're gonna i don't know how they're gonna swing all this i don't i don't know um but i mean for for Big E's sake i mean i just i just hope he has a good title run and you know and they give him an actual opportunity to like really do his own thing and and like you know have have a, like a real run with the belt but i i don't know a, a lot of it's reactionary unfortunately like where when yep. it, you know AEW is just coming out here and just week after week just more and more buzz and getting more and more of these massive stars in, in the world of wrestling and everyone's talking about AEW um and i just feel like WWE was like all right well what can we do to get people to talk about us and so they they leaked the Big E thing like really early in the day that he was going to be cashing in. Um, the fans, you know, tuned in to see it. But the problem for someone like me is like, I'm just not going to sit through a three hour show of all that other BS just for this one moment. Like I tuned in for the moment when I knew it was happening, 
But yeah. I also saw pictures of like Charlotte with a doll of her own and stuff, and it's just like okay, like, <laughs> um, but, but uh, but yeah. So we're both on the same page though. We're we're very happy for Biggie, but we are a bit concerned because like we we've seen the track record, so like we don't know what where the hell this is going to wind up going and how long this lasts. But at the very least, he got his moment and he won the WWE Championship. So no one can ever take that away from him. He, exactly. he is a WWE Champion. and Exactly. You know, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, This kind of goes hand in hand, though. So when it comes to, you know, the direction of the WWE and all that, obviously NXT 2.0. Um, oh, wow. Perfect timing. Core with another super chat. Thank you so much, man. Um, Thank you. He says, what about Rick Steiner's son? He is getting that Brock push in NXT. Well, maybe, you know, I, I'll i say this. I think Rick Steiner's son is a stud. Like, that dude, he actually went to college right up the street from where I live. He went to Kennesaw oh, State, no. played football, like, right up the street. This, this guy, for people who don't know, like, Rick's, and why would you? I mean, if you're not from this area, but, like, Rick Steiner is actually really involved with like the like he's like big in real estate and like the PTA boards for schools here in my area. Really? So his son is actually pretty well known like because of being Rick's son and people know who Rick is and his son was like a standout player at a school that isn't really known for football. Um so that all said, I knew a little bit about his I knew about this kid pre WWE a little bit. And then I saw they were going to call him Rex Steiner. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, that's what's up. Like, this is going to be great. And then I saw they renamed him to Braun Breaker with two Ks. Like, Breaker. <laughs> and then I was like, what? Like, wh like, there's literally, outside of the name McMahon and, like, maybe Rhodes. <laughs> I mean, there's probably some out there. I'm not, you know, there's a lot of Guerrero. There's a but. Like, the last name is Steiner. Like, why would you right? not have him using that? Like, that's, like, Bert. immediate credibility. And he looks just like his dad. Like, why would he you not? He looks so much like his dad. Holy cow. You know, but, but Corey, thank you for the super chat. And I hope they push the thank hell you, out Corey. of him. I, ho I hope he gets a massive push. I just wish they wouldn't have screwed him with this goofy-ass name. But... Um, how did you feel about NXT 2.0? I'll, I'll give my thoughts after you do. Um, how, did, how did you feel about what you saw on uh, on Tuesday with this whole rebrand re of NXT? Well, I'll say this initially, just to give everyone a heads up. Personally, I don't like change. <laughs> change is very hard for me to accept, especially when it's really doesn't seemingly need justification. You know what I mean? Like, this didn't really need to happen. Um, so I don't like change. I'm very stubborn that way. It takes me a while to get used to it. But it was very different. Very Nickelodeon. Very 90s game show. Um, I feel like the title cards when like a wrestler comes out with the splatter is a bit much. I do like the kind of grandiose open feeling that we got. It's much... It's a little bit different because actually, here's the thing. The Dark NXT, well, yeah, it was a little dark. It felt intimate and gritty. And it made the matches feel so much more intense. And I feel like with this new colorful open scheme, it's going to be really hard to get that intense feeling that we got with this so, so intimate 
NXT of before, the goth NXT, Hot Topic Wrestling. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense why they're doing it. It does. It's just, it's going to be hard to get used to. That That's what I'll say. Yeah. Um. So, a few things. First, I'm going to just, I, I know there's Tim in the chat. Um. He says uh, maybe they're doing it so that, you know, uh, Rick's son can make a name for himself. And the last name, Henning, uh, is a big name, too. And, and the reason I think you're probably bringing that up is because Joe Henning uh, was called Curtis Axel and Michael McGillicuddy. And, like, but I think that was a big mistake, Tim. Like, I think they should have called him, uh, 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 Joe Henning. Like, I think they should just had him using his real name because once again, you hear that and you're immediately like, now granted, it can be a double-edged sword, right? Like, you have to live up to the family name. That isn't always something that all wrestlers can do. Um, for instance, like Lacey Von Erich, I wish you wouldn't have used her real yeah. name. Because, <laughs> like, it made the Von Erich family look bad. She was terrible. But, like, when it comes to, like, this Rex Steiner, Braun Breaker dude, you can tell the first time you see him, this dude's a star. Like, he will 100% live up to the Steiner name. Um, but that said, I also get under. I also understand the idea of making a name for yourself. But at the same time, it's like, why would, why wouldn't you lean into that though? Too like, I mean, the Steiner name um, because there's people. The, what people don't consider often, I think, is, like, kind of the lapsed wrestling fans. The ones that, like, watched wrestling back in the 90s, early 2000s, and, like, might keep up with it a little bit here or there. But if they were, like, saw, wait, Ste Steiner is wrestling? Like, I was a huge fan of the Steiner bros. Like, I gotta see what their kid looks like. Like, you know, I think it adds a lot to, to this. But I, I understand both sides of it. Now, when it comes to the rebrand of NXT... As you were saying, very Nickelodeon, um, but it's one of those things, right? Like, will I be watching the show? No. Like, may I might continue to watch the takeovers or whatever they wind up calling them. Um, yeah. Maybe. Um, but, like, I, I have no interest, mainly because I don't really care to watch people who aren't ready to be on television learning on television. But, right. Because there's also, like, a big reason, you know, like, there, there's a reason that, like, OVW and FSW and Deep South Wrestling and all that stuff, like, they weren't on national television because they, like, there wasn't an audience for it. Like, I mean, it was on locally. Like, I think I got, like, OVW TV sometimes when I lived in, like, Statesboro, Georgia and stuff like that. But it was, like, you know, because there isn't, like, a big audience for people who, who want to watch the development process play out. Um, if that was the case, like, just put put cameras in the performance center and like, let us watch them go from forward roles to learning how to wrestle. But like, but that, that all said for what the WWE needs NXT to be, th these moves make perfect sense. Like the, what they're doing, cause we've talked about it plenty on this show. I don't need to go over it again and beat a dead horse. But like, if you're a top level indie wrestler, you're not signing with WWE anymore. Like even that was already their decision. The WWE is making it sound like it, that the WWE is making this decision for themselves now. But like in reality, they were having a hard time recruiting legitimate indie wrestlers now because there's just so many other options outside the WWE. And these wrestlers see the writing on the wall. They see their peers get fired within six to 12 months of signing contracts and just being thrown on 205 live and all this stuff. Like they, they see the writing on the wall, so they don't go there anymore. So they have to create their, their stars themselves going forward. So 
with Vince being in charge of NXT now, and him, of course, being in charge of Raw and SmackDown, this all makes way more sense the way they're doing it. Because this is truly developmental again. It's Vince taking guys and girls, and those beyond the binary, we don't discriminate here, don't care what gender you are. If you're in the WWE, WWE, now Vince has his hand in that cookie jar going, okay, I want this person on NXT, this person on NXT, I want them beating this person, I want them at this level, and blah, 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 because when I'm ready to take them to Raw or SmackDown, like, it's my project, I know what's going on, I know their strengths and their weaknesses, what they're all about, and now he's way more tapped into who these people are, because be- right. before there was just a complete disconnect, it was Triple H signing the top indie wrestlers, Vincent Mann paying no attention to it, and then one day he would just have to use certain guys, girls or whatever, from NXT, he didn't know their backgrounds, didn't know what they were good at, nothing at all and then he would just try to plug them in however they would fit how he thought they would fit on raw or smackdown and then it was just complete sink or swim for those wrestlers now at least vince mcmahon has a has a say in the entire process but people who watch nxt you just need to understand what you're watching like you're watching this this is also just like raw and smackdown this is now a children's program so right. so i'm not saying that's a bad thing I've said it a thousand times. I think that would be smart for for leaning into to children's programming for a lot of reasons. They're going to make a lot of money when they sell to Disney, but they're alienating me as a fan, which is once again, that's fine. I have other options. There's other places I can watch wrestling that I enjoy more. It's totally fine. But just don't be one of those people who want, who's like an adult and you're watching NXT and you're getting mad about it now. Like you got to understand what this is now. You know, if you if you wanted to watch a super indie, which is what NXT was, watch AEW, watch GCW, watch independentwrestling.tv, use code Fight Talk, watch uh, watch uh, various stuff on Fight TV and all that. Like, there's so many. Watch New Japan, watch Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is free on their website every week. They have a great show. There's no buzz about it, but the stories make sense. The matches are good. It's free on RingOfHonor.com. Like, there, so. If you if you if you want to watch the developmental process play out on television and you want to watch NXT, accept that for what it is and enjoy it for what it is. But just know that the NXT that you loved before it's 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 different now. It's a totally different thing now. Um, so when once again, Jesse, like I've been saying, I'm not even I'm not even. Like, I'm not even saying these are bad things or wrong moves for the WWE. Like, I don't think what I'm saying is even, like, even slightly controversial. You know what I mean? It's just strictly, like, just know what it is. They they know the audience they're trying to attract. And if you're outside of that bubble and getting mad about it, understand it'd be the same thing if you were an adult watching Nickelodeon and Door the Explorer came on and you were complaining about it. Like, that isn't for you to begin with. If, if you were watching, this is the last thing I'll say about it. If you were watching, like, this is a good example, I think. Like, Desperate Housewives or, or Real real yeah. ho- real Housewives. Right. You know, the, the, right. these shows. Imagine if, because, like, in wrestling, right? I think wrestling tries to set out a really, really large net of fan, to, to attract fans. But there's obviously going to be subsections of all these fan bases. So you have, like, me and you that are, like, the adult section but we like we love wrestling we watch a lot of wrestling um you have kids you have men you have women you have uh trans all different kinds of genders you have different age groups and all this stuff there's a whole bunch of different people wwe or pro wrestling in general 
there's there's good and bad that comes with that. There's a big seesaw to to the inclusion in wrestling. I think in general it's a really good thing to have representation, to have people involved, to have as many different people as you want as as you can to watch the show and enjoy the show. But you also as a fan have to understand that the company these companies don't have any obligations at all to cater specifically to your demographic. So like if you come into a situation where like you've never watched wrestling before and you start watching any wrestling show and you're like, well, I don't like that there isn't enough of these type of wrestlers here. And I don't like that there's these matches that aren't happening and this isn't happening and that's not happening, blah, blah. Imagine if this was like Real Housewives and you are my, like, I, if I started watching Real Housewives right now, me, myself, I tune in for the first time and I go, Oh yeah, I mean this is a lot of like these women are just like fighting with each other and gossiping and blah blah blah. But I want there to be more football on this show. Like I want to see guys out there like throwing touchdown passes to each other instead of this. So <laughs> I so I start complaining about it. Like hey yeah this 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 real housewives or these desperate housewives or whatever these shows like I tuned in and like I'm trying to watch it but like I mean it's just way too much of these women gossiping. Like I need I need some sports action on this show. Do you think that that show is going to listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, this this very small section of, of right. you know, they're like now he's making all this noise about him not liking our show. This show isn't for him to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, I think people need to understand that, like, wrestling gets this it's in this weird territory where everybody feels like they can affect what they see on the show. It's the, but it's like the only thing that's like that. Like all these other shows, I feel like people have accepted them for what they are and they have target demographics. Wrestling is just like, you know, everyone just feels like they can be involved and they're just constantly getting angry when things happen that they don't want to happen on the shows. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know? Yeah, it is really interesting. And you're, you're so right. We shouldn't, it you know it just it sucks it sucks and you're right and it's a hard pill to swallow unfortunately because you feel like the show is made for a small demographic of people because they're the ones who spend the most money but it's not it's made for kids they're they're gonna sell like you said probably to disney probably to somewhere else and right now we're witnessing a a company's rebranding and it's you know what it is it's like when you remodel a house right before you go to sell it yeah. You know, to yeah. increase its value. Exactly. They're increasing the value. They're renovating. They're renovating house. And the house might not look like what it did when you liked living in the house, but you got to make it look right. a certain way so you can sell it. It's not the house you grew up in, but they're modernizing it. Exactly. That's a really good analogy. Really good analogy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the best analogy I can think of because I mean, I, when they're when you know when they're kind of clearing their overhead and their salary cap space, for lack of a better term, because I'm not a business person, I'm a sports person. You know, it just makes it obvious, and honestly, it makes the pill a little bit easier to swallow, just because you're like, eh, I can't be mad because I mean they're getting ready to sell. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's all about the money. It's not really about the fans, and it's about profit. So. When it comes to the WWE, for sure, because because, yeah. because it's evident even when you if you turn the show on and you can tell that there's still and this will never end. By the way, this is the worst the the worst thing the pandemic did when it came to WWE programming is now they've gotten really good at piping in crowd noise. Oh, it's so bad because now like they don't even care about your opinion as a fan. 
like if you're booing people or cheering people it doesn't matter because what's going to come through on the tv screen to the viewing audience is whatever narrative they want pushed they're going to pipe cheers for people they want cheered they're going to pipe boos for people they want booed doesn't matter what the actual live audience is doing like your your voice is no longer heard if you're a wwe fan it's that simple now once again though for the wwe's best interests if you're a rex steiner or, or braun breaker you know if, if Vince McMahon can, can mold you into what he wants and it gives you a better opportunity to have success on Raw and SmackDown long-term, like, that's great. That's great for the company. That's great for the wrestler. Like, I think this actual process is going to work a lot better for the WWE than, than the old NXT did because of the way that those old NXT wrestlers were getting treated on the main roster. Right. And that disconnect there. But I think if that disconnect isn't there and Vince is pretty much getting these people molded the way he wants them from, from the ground floor... But once again, just understand that's the future of your sport. Like you're, you're not going to be bringing in like Ricochets and Adam Coles and Kevin Steens and all these kind of guys. You're you're going to be getting like former college athletes that were like football players that are now learning how to wrestle. Which exactly, it's, and not necessarily even saying it's worse. It's just a totally different thing. So, so yeah, I, I guess at the end of the day, like we're both saying, we don't think what NFT is doing is bad. Uh, it actually makes more sense long term for what they're doing because I've said it a thousand times on the show. The current, the, the old NXT system wasn't working for the intended purpose. Like, it no, just, it wasn't because, like you said, they were just going to the main roster and being completely rebranded. Exactly, and then the, and then the ones that that were ready from day one, that's all the writing on the wall for our SmackDown. Were, what just wound up in NXT Purgatory? Like, and that's that's really interesting right now. Is like because you know I watch Two Hundred Five Live and NXT UK every week for Fightful and. There's no, I, I hate to say this, and I, I'm never the kind of person that wants people to lose their jobs. I, I think people that watch the show understand that, know that about me. I'm never advocating, like, you know, people getting cut and all that stuff. But there's no chance in hell 205 Live, the brand, lasts for another, definitely not another six months, probably not even another three months. Like, 205 Live is going to be done. And, yeah. And NXT UK is probably going to be done. Because you have to imagine. If this is the vision of the company for NXT, there's no way they care about these other two brands. Like, to them, those are just money pits. Like, they're just looking at that going, how many people are watching 205 Live? And how much are we paying the people on 205 Live? Exactly. Yeah, we're just going to cut our losses with this. Um, At this point, 205 Live, if you turn on each week, you get, like, a women's match, which... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, but they just they just didn't have women's matches up until like two weeks ago on the show. Ever. Right. You have a women's match, and then you have like Odyssey Jones versus like uh, Josh Briggs or whatever. Two guys who are well over 205 pounds. It's literally um, main event NXT. And one trillion percent. That's the once again another perfect analogy. Um, so that's that's just kind of so if I was like a like a Johnny Gargano or a Tommaso Ciampa. Like I saw Tommaso Ciampa won the title again. It's like good good for him. But like, that's the way I see that is Joe's hurt. They're just going to do exactly whatever they were going to do with Joe. Just Ciampa do it. Um, He'll be the one to lose to like the next, the next developmental guy that they want to really push. It'll be Braun Breaker or that, uh, that guy who was in the main event instead of Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and, and like Kyle is another one. I mean, these guys, 
and that's in a whole other conversation in itself, right? Like if NXT slash WWE loses Gargano, Champa, Kyle O'Reilly, Kevin Steen, uh, Sami Zayn at some point, all this stuff, you know, like I think like AEW obviously like they take Kyle O'Reilly in a heartbeat, right? But then, mm-hmm. but then you have like Ad- like Johnny Gargano, like you still probably take him because like he'll have incredible matches, but like you. It, it, it starts getting really interesting because like, I don't know if we are going to get a point to a point at some, at some point in the near future where, where it's going to get for, for multiple reasons, it's not going to be the best look to just keep signing people right after they get released from the WWE. Now right. there, there's going to be certain people that are just undeniable talents that you have to sign, but it's going to keep happening more and more now. Cause like, I, I don't know what Gargano is going to do when his deals up in a couple months, but like him on raw or SmackDown, he's dead meat. Like they're not going to have a damn clue what to do with him. He's going to wind. He'll, right. he'll be the one who winds up uh, probably managing Keith Lee. What they try to get Adam Cole to do. Um, did you hear about that by the way? Yes, I did. What the hell? If, if that story alone isn't enough for somebody who's, who's a top indie talent, to, to avoid the WWE or get out of their contract as fast as possible if they're there already. Like, I don't know what is. They wanted to change Adam Cole's name. They wanted him to come out and be, like, Keith Lee's coach, manager, or whatever. It's like, that's probably what Johnny Gargano will wind up doing if he's on Raw or SmackDown. Like, that's how they're going to view him also. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, I'm sorry, as talented as the guy is, he, his, his, his age and his list of injuries... It's gonna right, be, exactly. It's going to be a tough sell for Vince. It's going to be a real tough sell to, to give him a, ma- a major push on Raw or SmackDown if, if he knows these things about him. Um, so it's just, it's just a very interesting time. There's a clear transition happening in, in NXT. Um, but I'm just really curious. I'm really curious to see what happens to like the top tier NXT guys that have been there for a long time. Like how quickly they are forced to either move to Raw or SmackDown or just leave the company completely. Um, and then also, exactly. yeah, just seeing just seeing how this all how it plays out with like 205 Live and NXT UK and all that stuff. Uh, in in preparation once again for my assumption that they're going to sell to Disney within the next two years. So. Yep, I know. It's going to be real interesting. I think we did get another super chat from Corey. We did. Thank you very much, Corey. I mean, Jesus, man. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> um, My goodness. Can't thank you enough. Uh says, love that passion and emotion. That passion is what make, makes wrestling great. I got you, Steven. The awesome matches are what we want. It's damn true. It's W or it's force-fed WWE. Love you, Steven and Jesse. But yeah, I agree, man. You feel the same way, Jesse? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And Corey, man, thank you. You rule. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very passionate about this stuff, you know, because I I love professional wrestling. I don't want I want the whole industry to be in a good place like forever. Um, you know, as as much as I dislike the WWE currently, like. It's not like I want the WWE to, like, crumble and disappear. Like, I want it to be around for kids. Like, if I ever have kids, that's probably what their first favorite show is going to be, is something like that. I mean, like, I think it's important. I I can't stress it enough. I think think the crossover appeal between the WWE and other children's programming, I think is... I think it's very, very smart. I think as a kid, I'd get super hyped up for it. Like, Ariel Hawani, who's one of my, you know, 
really like one of my heroes in 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 for a lot of reasons but one of the, one of the main reasons i started podcasting at all was because of ariel and yeah and he's you know he's been kind of in and out as a wrestling fan over the years he was a big attitude era fan and then he like didn't watch it for a long time uh but now he's gotten back into it and he's doing some work with the wwe and bt sport and stuff and he interviewed Nick Khan, didn't he? He did. Well, and Nick Nick Khan was actually Ariel's manager before right. he worked for the WWE. So, um, so it all makes sense. I think Ariel. I don't, I'm speculating, but I think Ariel's kind of positioning himself for some sort of deal with with the WWE at some point. Good you know? for him. Good for him. Which which is, but but something that he he talks about, which I think is really important, is like, you know, he'll be wanting to watch like AEW or something like Ariel and his kids are like loyalist wwe like it's like we only watch wwe in this house dad like we don't care about what you think and these other shows like it's all about wwe so so like when they go to live shows like they go to wwe shows if there's two different shows on like at the same time as raw like they always watch raw and it's because his kids love it so like right and that's the whole point is like i think these kids love it and who am i as a 33 year old guy exactly to say that this is a bad thing i don't think it is at all now my position on this would be a bit different if AEW didn't exist because before i had these same feelings except there was nxt so it was like you know what raw and smackdown isn't for me but like at least nxt is well now nxt is not either but there's so much good stuff on the indies and there's AEW, so it's like you know, it's like, they, let let the kids have the WWE. And, like, if you want to watch it as a fan, like how, I, I've talked about it on this show before, Mighty, Duck, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, my favorite show of the last year. It's a kid's show. But I thought it was really good at, 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 it gave me something as a fan, too. I got the old Mighty Ducks, I got Gordon Bombay, got a whole bunch of cool references. There was still enough there for me. But if I would, but I hated Space Jam, too. But. Yeah. I'm not going to sit around and complain about Space Jam 2. Because it's made for fucking kids. It wasn't made for us. Exactly. Like, they tried to give us mm-hmm. some references, but but it was a giant miss. But guess what? It was for kids. So, like, if I'm going to be yep. 30 years old and breathing hard into my keyboard and, and tweeting about this stuff, like... Who am I to gatekeep the Space Jam universe, you know? <laughs> when you know how pathetic it is for someone like me... To tell somebody else they need to think about growing up a little bit. Right. Like, Same here. I'm the most immature human being alive. Same, me too. I still think <laughs> fart jokes are the funniest thing on planet Earth. Hilarious. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm definitely not above any of this. I'm definitely not on any kind of high horse. It's more of like just accepting this stuff for what it is. Just accept it for what it is. If you can fully accept this is a show for kids and you can enjoy it, enjoy it but if you don't enjoy it just shut up just shut up about it like grow up like i don't know how else to say it um you're complaining about imagine if we were sitting around complaining about i don't even know i mean like i said like door they spores the example i use because i know that's yeah, like, like a kid show we people like, know what if we were no what if we were like um critiquing the new blues clues is there a new blues clues Yes, there's a new Blue's Clues, and you know what actually is really awesome about it is both Steve and Joe 
I think it's Joe, was the one when Steve left. They're both in it. Oh, nice. I, I saw a video that Steve posted the yeah, other day. He's, yeah, he's he's been on the new Blue's Clues. See, there you go. And But um, yeah, like you said, though. Imagine us being mad at that. It's like, it's not made for us. It's a show that, you know, some people, I mean, Blue's Clues was a little past my time. Because I was older when Blue's Clues came out. Same. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a it's a show that was around when I was a kid. And, you know, it's like, it's made for adults to pop and say, oh, shit, Blue's Clues. I had that when I was a kid. And now it's made for the new audience. Exactly. Um, yeah, but like, imagine if you were our age and on Twitter. Upset. And you're like, oh, they got to cut that, that mail time segment. Like, that's just yeah. mail time. What, what is this? It's email time. It's email yeah. time. It should be mail. Mail right. still exists. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, complaining about this guy. Blue? I don't know. I, I, I think I think we need to change the name to yellow. Um, right. And the, the dog should be yellow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I'm just not feeling the blue dog in here. It's just like, shut up. Like, this is a kid's show. Who cares? <laughs> like, let kids, right? let kids watch it and giggle at it and enjoy it for what it is. Like, Jesus. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And I only said well, ye- yellow because I realized the, the dog's name is blue because the dog's blue. So that's kind of a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. Well, it's funny because, um, not to like plug my own sh- shtick but uh, in the new k babes podcast we interviewed renee young and we asked her kind of nonchalantly like you know if you were a part of wwe still like what would you do you know to change it and she kind of goes into oh i would do this this and this but at the end of the day it's like we can either enjoy it or we can't and it's like you can complain about it you can you know you know it's okay to want the best for people, but to like complain about it and complain about it and complain about it and say, oh, they should do this and do this and do this. At some point, you just have to sit back and either not watch it or just let it be, you know, and realize it's not made for me or it's not made for my target audience. And I'm going to just enjoy the parts that I want to and enjoy wrestling. Why I enjoy wrestling is an escape from my reality. And if it's not serving its purpose, then get rid of it. A thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that all said, NXT or NXT 2.0. This is what it is. Like it is what it is. And it's gonna take some getting used to. I don't like how they keep calling it NXT 2.0. I don't think there's a point in calling it 2.0 that much. Yeah. But just call it NXT. Like, yeah. it's NXT. They just made it different. Yeah. Totally different. Uh, Corey with another super chat says, <laughs> Jesse, did you just fart? Because when I first saw you, you blew me away. Nice. That's hilarious, Corey. Nice pickup That's line. That's funny. That is hilarious. That is so funny. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> um, Corey killing it today with the super chats. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Um, we got about another 10 minutes or so. With, uh, with AEW... Um, I feel like there was something else with AEW I wanted to bring up. What was it? CM Punk on commentary. Was it that? It wasn't that, although he did well. Uh, um, he did really well. Uh, Suzuki incident, we talked about that. Talked about Cole. Um, Jade Cargill. Wait, was this the... Was this Cody Rhodes? Is it Cody Rhodes? Is this the right show? What am I looking at right now? That's a Rampage Oh, preview. this is the Rampage. Jesus. 
I was like, what am I looking at? I've had this up on the whole... Uh, the the whole Cody Malachi thing? Here we go. Cody Malachi? Um, yeah, we can talk about that real quick. Um, do you think Cody gets the win back in the rematch at Arthur Ashe, or do you think Malachi wins again and, like, establishes, like, even more dominance? Um, oh, it's tough to say. That's real tough to say. Um, I'm just going to go and... That's the thing about AEW. Both would make sense and both would be beneficial. Like, either way, it's going to go somewhere that I'm looking forward to, you know? Um, I'm going to say Malachi Black gets the win. Yeah, I'm going to say that too, actually. Um, I mean, both both options make sense, especially if they want to do, like, a trilogy. Um, yes. I think at the end of the day, though, like, Malachi needs to win this feud. Um, obviously. Yes. As as talked about earlier, I am a, I'm the biggest Cody Rhodes fan you'll find. I mean, he's my dude, but I also am a fan of wrestling. What I think is quote unquote best for business, and I think the best move right now is just to continue to push Malachi, just just push him strong and uh, and Cody like Cody's unhurtable. Like he's gonna be a main event guy in AEW as long as he's with AEW. So like it doesn't. Yeah, it, it... His name recognition alone is just enough to get him over. Exactly. So, like, I could see Cody maybe winning the rematch and then them doing a trilogy and then Malachi wins the trilogy. But at the end of the day, like, I think Malachi needs to win the feud. But I will also say um, it's good to hear all the cheers that Cody got last night. Yeah, that was insane. Because I, I was... And I was wrong, just for what it's worth. Like, I was wrong about... I really thought that throughout this whole story that Cody was going to get not not necessarily like booed out of the building, but I thought Malachi was going to get way more cheers than him throughout this whole thing. Yeah, me too. But it's a testament to AEW's booking because and, and the fan base because they've booked Malachi as the clear heel and they've booked Cody as the clear baby face. And the fans can still cheer Malachi if they want to. Like, AEW is not going to pipe in different... Noises. They're not going to punish us for cheering someone who they want, they in storyline want to be booed. Exactly. But on top of it, the AEW fan base gets it. They get it. So it's like they, and they want to be, they want the show to be the best show. So, like, right. Even if they want to cheer Malachi, a lot of them are probably still booing because it's like, we're supposed to boo this guy. Like, why not? Like, we're not, we're not here to hijack the show. We're here to add to the right. show. Right. Right. It's, like you said, there's a clear baby face, there's clear heels, and they're catering to a clear demo that is showing up. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I thought all that stuff was good. Um, I know there was a little, there was some conflicting opinions on, like, the Dan Lambert and Jericho stuff. I will just say this, like, I, I, Dan, I, I know Dan Lambert isn't everybody's cup of tea, but, like, y'all gotta realize... He's, he's doing exactly what he should be doing. He is, yeah, perfectly. Um... And for people who might not know, like, this guy is a massive pro wrestling fan. Like, this isn't, like... Some... Oh, you can tell. Yeah. You can he... tell by his promos. When I think he... Oh, at least to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Corey would probably know this, actually. I think Dan Lambert owns more legitimate wrestling title belts than anyone else, like, in the world. Really? Like, the ones that were, like, used on television, like, he tracks those down and pays a lot of money and, like, has this gigantic collection 
of like TV used world championship belts. He's like the you know how Jay Leno collects cars. He's like the Jay Leno of pro wrestling belts. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and I've known I've known this about Lambert for years because of course you know I follow MMA and he's the the owner of American Top Team. And Lambert also has been involved with wrestling for a while. Like he does stuff with MLW and you know so he's been involved. Oh, um, he's been involved and, and he and he. He totally, he totally gets what he's doing. Like he's, he's actually like a really, really good dude. But he, smart about it, yeah. But he knows what a good wrestling heel is supposed to sound like, and because right. he's such a fan, and he's done a great job with that. Plus, I love seeing all the, all the MMA influence. I know a lot of people don't really care about that, but like since I'm a fan of both, it's really cool to see like Paige Van Zandt and Andre Lost. I love when they have Jorge Masvidal there. I love him. Yeah. Especially because Masvidal might actually get the next Jake Paul boxing match potentially. Oh, sweet. He'll be even bigger. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that was all good in my opinion. I know there was some stuff people didn't like about it, but I, I oh, enjoyed Corey it. Corey with the information, he owns 75% of the wrestling titles. Holy shit. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I doubt anybody else is on that. I know Conrad Thompson has a really, really impressive collection, but yeah. I don't think it's. He's a flare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and by the way, what do you think about, I brought this up on the show with Doug that I did on Tuesday. What do you think about this idea? I, I'm not saying this is like the best idea or the worst idea. I'm just throwing it out there, but Andrade El Idolo isn't the best ring name, in my opinion. Like, it's too convoluted. It's just too long. It's kind of like Alber- mm-hmm. Alberto El Patron and stuff. It just doesn't... Or, yeah, or pe- seems, pe- yeah. Penta El Zero, El Zero M and stuff. Like, it's just it's too much for me. What if... Andrade Flair? Andrade Flair. I'm just I saying. love it. I fucking love it. That's such a heel thing to do. Well, because, like, they're clearly setting the stage right now for Andrade yeah, to had get Yeah, they get beat up. Exactly. I think Rick's coming on Wednesday at Arthur Ashe. I think so, too. So, and, and like, Andrade is going to, like, as long as all things go as planned and, like, him and Charlotte get married, because they're engaged currently, I believe. Um, yes. Like... That's something where, like, it's, yeah, it's kind of strange to take, like, your your father-in-law's last name, but, like, it's Ric Flair. Like, so to Ric Flair, like, not only does, you know, Charlotte, his, his, his daughter by blood, of course, like, she'll continue to carry on the Flair last name. But, like, his son, his new son, you know, Andrade, can also carry that name on. And there's a lot of similarities. Like, Andrade dresses real sharp in the suits. And, like, he can be, like, kind of the next nature boy. And especially because, like, I think all the, it's all aligning now. Where, like, you got Rick, you've got Arn, you've got Tolly. Like, you basically have everything set up to make a next generation four horsemen. And, like, if you want to do Andrade and Cody and then maybe, like, FTR or, you know, MJF or something, like, it's it's set up now if Ric Flair comes in to where, like, you can do a new Four Horsemen. You can call him Andrade Flair. I mean, you can even have him come out in, like, some badass, like, robes and stuff. Like, there's... I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know it didn't work for AJ Styles because that's the comparison I think a lot of people are going to make is, like, yeah. when Flair and AJ did that in TNA, it didn't work. But that was for reasons that were like they aren't related. And AJ Styles was the best thing TNA had, and they totally transformed him into this like Ric Flair wannabe, and just nobody wanted it. It didn't just didn't make any sense. 
with yeah, it was random. With this, it makes sense because it's like he already dresses like Ric Flair. He already kind of acts above everybody, like Ric Flair did. Not to mention, like he's going to be an actual Flair when him and Charlie get married. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously she'll take his name and everything, but you know what I mean. Like he's in that family for real. So, like, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting idea. It, yeah, I think that is a definite interesting idea and i think i like it i think that's a really good idea it's a very heel thing to do it feels like live off the coattails of your father-in-law or soon to be father-in-law exactly and then carry the name on like i mean he's gonna be around for a while like keep that flair name out there nothing i don't think anything makes rick flair happier in this world than watching his daughter and andrade successful in wrestling right now right he just seems to love it um uh, Leonard Aaron's the third says the pinnacle are kind of sort of their four horsemen. Uh, yes, I, I totally agree. Um, but I think that they could, like, I, I fully agree with that, but I feel like for it to be like a true four horseman type stable, I think Cody has to be involved. Um, yes, for sure. Because of his history with dusty and his, their, their wars with the, with Now, you could also have Cody on the other side. If they keep him as a baby face, you could have Cody as, like, the good guy with kind of his own group that goes against the Four Horsemen. You could do... They could... Yeah, they really could. They could do, like, Andrade with the Four Horsemen. And you could boot Sean Spears out of the group. I'm not... I... I, If you wanted to, because, like, he doesn't really add much to it, in my opinion. Although he, he has been a lot better lately. But... Yes. Um, but if you had, like, MJF flair and ftr or something and then on the other side you had like cody sting darby um like these people who have like a history maybe even jericho like people who have a history against the pinnacle or like you know sting and flair they'll always be tied to one another for their entire lives because you know of all the years that they had as rivals and teammates and stuff so yeah there's a lot of really good there's a lot of really good possibilities but i do agree uh leonard that uh the pinnacle definitely is the closest thing that the that aw has to a four horseman type stable for sure yes for sure um so a couple more things before we get out of here uh oh I, this is what i wanted to bring up hook beating the crap out of cm punk let's go oh um, whoa <laughs> so i'm gonna give hook all the credit for that none to powerhouse hobbs um who did all the work um but uh, i'll say this i think powerhouse hobbs is great i'm a very big fan of his uh i i think I think he has the coolest look in all of wrestling right now when he when he wears like the the overalls and stuff like I yeah I just think he looks badass and it is good and he's good in the ring he's fucking shredded I mean it's like this guy looks super believable right it's like you see this guy and you're like that's a wrestling superstar right there um and then hook is basically just a giant meme but it's, right exactly but it's funny because like I think he's gonna. <laughs> It's one of those things where everyone's, like, expecting him to be, like, really bad. Like, whatever. But, like, I think... I don't know. There's something about the you know kid what I really I think, like. You know what I think is how they should book him? Is fully the boss's son. Because, mm. you know, he's Taz's kid, yeah. right? So just do the whole I'm the boss's son. Just go fully that kind of gimmick. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because he's like kind of in charge of Team Taz, like when that Taz way you can there. take him seriously as a yes boy. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's 
the hook, the hook, the whole hook experiment is going to be very interesting to watch it play out because he's a real, yeah, he's a real long term play. Like he's basically they've basically like trained him from scratch, and I mean we're talking this. He's not going to hit his prime in wrestling for another like five, six, seven years. I mean like he'll 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 be featured on the show much sooner than that. Like he's going to have a match this next week. I'm pretty sure. Or he's going to be on the outside of the ring. I can't remember, but um, he'll get involved soon a lot more, and I think he'll wrestle. But like, he's going to still be pretty green, probably. But but I think it's really really cool that CM Punk has already, since coming into AEW, he's used his star power and his buzz to have a match with Darby Allen, who it, it rose Darby's uh, star potential, and then his next thing is like him versus Hobbs and like he's letting you know I mean Hook put him in a dragon sleeper and like Punk was like selling for it and stuff it's like you're making Hook look good you're making Hobbs look good I'm assuming uh Punk's next big match will probably be Ricky Starks so like this is all great stuff like Punk is giving back like he's doing exactly what he said he was going to if he ever came back to wrestling like he's working with the new generation and making them and elevating all of them in the process so like yeah, it was. This was cool to see that they and they really. He went out there and he sold the hell out of this stuff for uh for Punk and or for uh for Hook and uh and Hobbs. So, um, I thought that segment was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. I it was it was good. It's just like you said, the the Hook experiment will be interesting. It's a very long term play. Very long term play. Um, and then yeah, everything else we talked about pretty much. Kingston and Moxley continue to be great. Uh, 2.0 continues to uh, really makes you scratch your head going like WWE had them just just hidden on 205 Live doing nothing and like they're this good and they're main eventing Dynamite like often like um, this seems great like 2.0 is great Dana Garcia is great like these everyone involved in the main in the main event was great they continue to push the thing going forward with Suzuki and uh, Lance Archer. Because they got that tag match coming up at Arthur Ashe, um, and I think, I think uh, this will, that'll be a really cool match. And then I think when they go back to New York in December, I think Kingston and Miro for the TNT title is what I would do. That'd be a big match there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got to You got to really put over Kingston in, in New York, in my opinion. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, any kind of final thoughts on NXT, Big E, or uh, AEW before we uh, kind of get out of here, Jesse? Um, my final thoughts are, Big E, congratulations. You more than deserve it. Save your woods. Your time is coming. Um, you're next. I think he will eventually get his time in the spotlight as long as he stays healthy. Um, really, really excited for Big E. I'm really, really happy for him. Definitely wanted to see it happen, and I'm glad that he's champion. Like I said, though, I'm kind of nervous about where it's going to go. But, hey, there's only so much you can do. Um, as far as NXT, like I said, I don't like change. It's hard for me to deal with, but I'm willing to accept it because, like you said, well, we're not going to gatekeep. Not necessarily for us. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to roll with it. I, like I said, I'm not really going to watch, so I don't really have a lot to say. <laughs> sure, um, that's fair. You know. I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, I liked Hot Topic Wrestling, but I mean, this is fine too. Whatever, you know, it, they'll make it work. And like I said, you know what? If it if it saves me 
any disappointment in how someone looks <laughs> right. from NXT to the main roster, then I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Right, like, so I will sad, not be disappointed. But yeah. I'll know what to expect. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I completely understand. I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just sad that you have to think that way. It's like, yeah, I'd rather the show just totally change than keep getting disappointed when people I like get misused. <laughs> like, right? Like, the bar um, is so low in our, in our the mind. The bar is so low. But props to WWE for keeping that bar low. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but then um, AEW, I'm really excited for the Arthur Ashe show. I feel like the AEW, I love AEW, but I feel like the shows have been super promo heavy um, for good reason because they have to build to this big Arthur Ashe show. Um, so I think it's going to have a big pay-per-view feel. And congratulations to AEW for like beating Raw in the demos. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like the 18 to 49 is uh, going to consistently probably be nice. AEW's or at the very least... Uh, competitive and we're not far off from AEW just having better ratings in general i mean they're gonna it's not we're not far off from dynamite having just more overall viewers than raw every week like yeah it's it's yeah. going to happen soon so yeah uh just get ready for it you know this is what it is. <laughs> you hear savannah bird yeah <laughs> well that was savannah <laughs> Yeah, she just woke up. I didn't know if that was any of like Scarlet was no, there too. No, God, no. <laughs> any any passing of gas is definitely the child. I'll mute myself if I have to. Fart. No, no, I said I didn't know if Scarlet, if uh, Savannah was, or if Scarlet oh. was there as well. No, Scarlet's in school. Oh, that duh, of course she is. Well, uh, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> you have kids. No, I know, but it's like I should know that it's like. Well, actually, I I know that it's school season again because I was at Dave and Buster's yesterday. And I was having a great time until oh, no. until clearly school had gotten out because then it got flooded with children. Um, but once again, this just goes back to our point. If I'm going to be 33 years old and complaining about kids playing in Dave and Buster's because I want to play in Dave and Buster's, that's the same thing I'm talking about about adults watching WWE. Like, like, <laughs> like I can't be mad that there's that there's a, a six year old kid who wants to play the claw machine. When I also want to play the claw machine, because guess what? That claw machine is for the six-year-old. Um, right. So, um, but it's also kind of for me. It's still enough for me that I'm that I stay invested. Um, but uh, but yeah, times are changing. It's all good stuff though. Uh, NXT, you know, we'll see what we'll see what winds up happening. I will be moving my NXT replica title belt that I won from Wrestle Rumble out of. It's long time position on the top of my display shelves that I'll be moving to a different wall so I can make. Oh my God. We got a super chat from Deshaun said, hate being this guy, but can, okay. Can I get a follow back? I thought I followed you already. I thought I might have too. Now I will say this. I don't want to set a, a, uh, a, uh, yeah. Precedent with this. Um, Deshaun, dude, you support the hell of the channel. I may or may not follow you already. I'm not sure, but I'm just, I don't, I don't want anyone to ever feel like, what's the best way of putting it? I, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel like I don't follow them for the genuine reason that you would. Right. And I, and I don't want anyone to, I don't want anyone to ever waste their money right if i don't do that for you so like i so i you know what i'm saying like i don't want i don't want there to be an expectation if you if you pay us that we're going to either follow you or do this or that because 
if we don't, I don't want you feeling like you were cheated out of your money that you sent. Um, yes. So, Deshaun, I'm not saying this to you in general. I just want to put this out there for anybody watching, like, because I, I would just hate it to be a situation where it's, like, just some random weird person that, like, I just don't know for any reason. They give us, like, ten bucks, and they're like, hey, can you follow me, or this or that, and then we don't do it, and then they get angry. They're like, hey, I just gave you ten dollars. What the hell? Like, I, I just don't want that situation ever coming up. Um, yeah. Because we never want to, we never, me and Jesse want to make it clear, we never want to make you feel like you've wasted your money by giving it to us. Um, we always try to answer your questions. We always try to get your statements out there. And then we always want to show our appreciation too. Like I said, the money we've made today, that's going to go straight to groceries for me. Like that's like, y'all are yeah. helping me eat for the week with this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you guys are paying for my medication that I need to like exist. So <laughs> Exactly. So I mean this is we we appreciate it very much. Deshaun, we always appreciate you and uh and Corey as well. Anyone who sends super chats. Um and, yeah. and he said it's cool guys, you don't have to just asking. Totally understand Deshaun and and once again, no offense meant by any of it. I just y'all y'all everyone understands what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. you, you never like imagine like if I went into someone's chat like uh, like a uh, someone that I looked up to and I was like here's fifty bucks uh, can you plug my show or whatever and then they didn't do it I'd be like I just wasted fifty bucks you right know you, I mean? you know you know um, but uh, but yeah um, that's pretty much it um, I'm not gonna take the time to put all the sponsors up right now I will talk about the sponsors though. Um, actually, you know what? I will put them up. So I'll give you time to plug your stuff, Jesse, and, and tell everyone what to do with the channel. And I'll get the sponsors up. I'll, I'll do them. I'll do them the, the, the courtesy of that today. Sure. So, um, so basically, while he gets all that set up, I just want to say again, thank you so much to our amazing chat to Sean, Corey, everybody, all like throwback, everyone who's so sweet, throwback. Kenny. Yes, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, uh, George in the chat, you know, Leonard, I'm just looking like everybody is just so amazing. And we want more amazing like-minded people in the chat like yourself. So if you could, if you liked this, please do consider giving this video a thumbs up and subscribing to the channel. Both Steven and I are still kind of setting our schedules. We never know when this baby is going to have a testy day or what. So, <laughs> Or if I'm going to like just be keeping it real to the point where I can't get on camera. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> And um, so the best way to know when we're going to go live is to subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell and get get your notifications on. And that's how you'll know we're going live and to follow us both on Twitter. Um, our Twitter handles are below our pictures or videos. And yeah, so that that's a really, really good way to help us out. Absolutely. As uh, Tim and Eric would say mm -hmm. at the end of their shows. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> For your health. Um, For your health. Let me, I'm going to pull up, uh, here you go. And this is, this is Jesse's stuff right here, y'all, for her Twitter. Uh, if you want to talk about oh, yeah. your OnlyFans and all that, I got it highlighted sure. right here for you. So, yeah, so if you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Bucket, that's the way you're going to see the most of me and get to talk to me if my messaging will start working again. That would be nice. Um, I know somebody who, like, was getting refused payouts for some weird glitch. So I don't know what the heck OnlyFans is doing. But that's that's the best way. If you want to get in contact with me, guaranteed, OnlyFans.com slash JessieTheBuckeye. That's the best way to support me directly other than this podcast. Um, and then, obviously, we have the new K-Bay 
Apes podcast. Uh, we just had an interview with Colt Cabana. It was very, very interesting. It's already up on iTunes and Spotify. And tomorrow morning, our interview with Renee Young drops. And it's a really, really great conversation. She tells us a story about how they had to go on air for SummerSlam right after the script got ripped up. It's just crazy. Uh, so it's a really, really good interview. It's all about being positive and happy. And she's a great person. And she's fantastic. She's a gem. So go listen to that. And go listen to Fightful Weekender, too, with Steven. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Congratulations on everything you're doing over there with Jamie, with K-Babes. Thank you. That's awesome. Make sure you all are listening to those episodes as they drop. Um, I can't wait to hear what Renee had to say. That that's gonna be cool. And uh yeah, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Y'all can listen to that over at FightfulSelect.com. I talk independent professional wrestling and a little bit of everything, but mainly uh the kind of the landscape of the indies. But we also talk depending on if you look at it as an indie, we talk, you know, Ring of Honor, Impact, um, MLW, GCW, everything, independentwrestling.tv. Um speaking of IWTV. Use my code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all as one word with no space. Um, just to give you a heads up, or a little, uh, sorry, my dad's calling me. I actually, my, my, I think my stepmom's having back problems, uh, so he might not make it out today. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but these promotions are all on independentwrestling.tv. So I'm going to go really quick, because there's just too many here, but... Check this out, y'all. For $9.99 a month, I promise you, you'll find some wrestling you like. Once again, use code FIGHTTALK and help support the podcast. These are all promotions. Right now, now you can see at the top here, I'm highlighting it. This, this, this has 5,471 events from 274 promotions. Whoa. For $9.99. And this is all back catalog. All, these are all promotions that I'm going, and I'm going fast down this list, but look at all these. You can't even keep up with the loading. Coming soon, we got some new promotions coming on. These are all promotions from independentwrestling.tv, and you can just see here, like New South, for instance. This promotion alone has 83 events right here. Absolute Intense Wrestling, 150, 155 events. Shout out to my boy Josh Bishop, uh, Rip City Shooters. He now holds every title belt in the AIW. Future of Wrestling right there. So check this all out, independentwrestling.tv, use code FIGHTTALK. Also, support my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a boxing trainer and owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics in Atlanta, Georgia. He'll help you reach your goals. If you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, learn self-defense, or if you have any kind of neurological issue like Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, Brian can help you with a wide variety of things, from dexterity work and, and flexibility stuff, range of motion, all the way to competing at an amateur or pro level in combat sports. doesn't matter how old you are, uh, what kind of shape you're in, your skill level, anything. He'll help you reach your personal goals. He can meet you in person anywhere in the Atlanta, Georgia area, or you can come to his gym in the Sandy Springs area. He can also help you out on online, Zoom calls, Skype meetings, all that stuff. Best way to book a session or get a uh, kind of a plan going with him is to shoot him a message on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. Shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for action figures, autographs, any kind of memorabilia that has to do with pro wrestling. They are nice people. They give you fair business. They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. And their new website is musiccitytoys.biz. Check them out. 
get some good deals on stuff. They do live sales on their Facebook page. So make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys. Stay up to date on all the stuff they got going on. Can't stress it enough. Good people, fair business over there at Music City Toys and Collectibles. And last but never least, WrestleRumble.com, the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. The Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest is opening soon. We got first place, $1,000. Second place, I know, Savannah, $1,000. Second place, $100. And third place, $100 as well. A total of $1,200 on the line. She can't even contain herself. She, no, she can't handle She's less than a year old, and she already knows how important this is to win $1,200 on WrestleRumble.com. Um, so stay up to date with all our contests on Twitter, at WrestleRumble. We'll be giving away uh, entries for this show. Um, probably the, sh- the show itself is like towards the end of this month. So next week we'll... Uh, yeah, I know. Next, next week, uh, me, and, me and Jesse will give away some... Uh, some entries for this right here on the podcast. So um, thanks as always to WrestleRumble.com and make sure to follow them on all social media at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and giveaways.